Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove, and you are in the Answers That Count podcast YouTube. So check this out. This is uh, June the 18th, 2020. And yes, we are We're getting on the back end of this COVID. We hope we don't want to see any num- numbers spike up. So everybody's readjusting. Everybody's opening back up. So you're seeing this across the United States. So just remember that we've been We've been mentioning and referencing the date and the time that we have our show, just in case you listen to it at a later time. Who knows what happens between when we record and when you listen to it, because, man, this has been quite a year where there's a lot of events that have happened, and it's happened at warp speed. So we're still in it. We are adapting. We're adjusting. We're making the most of it, and uh, we have not stopped, and we will not stop uh, going on our path to bring the answers that matter to you. Uh, We try to get the questions that that are important to give you the answers that you can run your business better. We are the answers that count. I'm your host, Charles Musgrove. Check us out on Apple podcast or your other favorite hosting platforms for podcasts. We're also on YouTube and answers that count. We've got a website answers coming to you soon. Facebook, Twitter, all of those social media platforms. So we're out there. Uh, and you know, we, we try to bring the nuggets of knowledge that can help you run your business better. And if you're managing a business, if you're owning a business, or if you're looking to go into a business, uh, this is the place that you can look to uh, to get the answers that can help you have a leg up on your competition, help you get through rough times, help you to to address items that maybe you hadn't thought about or that you have ignored in the past. So we are a source of information to help you do things the right way. And hey, this is um, we've got an interesting guest today. So I want to welcome into the show John Gotro. John, welcome to the show. Man, it's good. And John is is coming to us from over in Miramar Beach, Florida. So uh, he's my neighbor when I'm in the the Sandestin area. So uh, we're at different locations today. I'm back back in the Tallahassee studio. John is at his home studio, and John has a um, John. We're going to look at. I think I would call it the the back end of a business and how business should be valued and ownership transition to someone else. So that's, you know, we haven't looked at that in the past. And I think that's a, everybody should, when they go into a business, they should always consider the exit plan or how to maximize the value. However you determine value, if it's, if it's dollars, if it's lifestyle, whatever that is, you should take that into account when you, when you set up your business and then when you execute your business throughout the life of that business. So this is a this is a different look. We've not looked at this in the past. So John is um John's got great experience. Uh he is he is um he's a seasoned businessman. So he's been in he's helped a lot of businesses. He's uh he's not he doesn't have an active CPA license right now, but he has spent his career in the CPA world. So he's been able to help a lot of businesses. Uh, deal with a lot of tax issues, a lot of accounting issues, a lot of just real business issues with uh, business owners that are in different industries. So I, John has got a, a wealth of great experience that that we're going to listen to today. And he is he's offering a service now that I think is, is very helpful and meaningful. And uh, John, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what got you not physically in Destin, Florida, but where you where where the most of your business was conducted, where you grew up, where your life was spent, most of it, and then where you are today. I uh, born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and 
Wow, so just a $12 billion, and that's with a B. So that's the amount of uh, wealth transfer from businesses that will happen from the baby booners in the next 10 years. Is that right? Wow, that's, that's a lot. So what's the um, – you know, let's set up the show. This is what I call the pre-show. So we kind of provide a – just have some open discussion here about what you're doing about the industry and – really kind of frame what we're going to talk about in detail in the recorded section for the for the radio show so what let's let's kind of do an outline if you will of what what the topics we want to talk about Yeah, you know that that's an interesting point that you mentioned, and I, I've seen that already in uh, the the clients that we have and the in the business contacts that I have is is uh, you know part of of being successful is to adapt and to adjust to to the environment that changes around you. So we're seeing that. I mean, we've all gone through this this COVID uh, shutdown, the COVID crisis, if you will, since March or February, and now you're going to see business. Some businesses close. Uh, some businesses are just can't continue. Some businesses are able to make a, a logical decision that, okay, it's better if we close, we regroup, and we come back in another industry, another business, or look at it in the future, and we redeploy our assets, our effort into, an, into something else right now. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of that moving and shifting going on right now. Some of it is... is uh, reactionary in a bad way some of it is is uh being pressed upon people and and a lot of it i do believe is is thoughtful processes that business owners are going through Yeah, you're right, because some businesses may be facing the decision, either I invest a lot of money to make this technological change, or I sell and let somebody else deal with that issue. Yeah. Eighty percent. Wow, that's that that is a lot, and you know that really doesn't surprise me because the 
I've seen a lot of business owners that are, they're extremely successful in what they do, but their forte or what their expertise is in, is in operating that business. It may not be in the back office part or the administration of, of the business. And although that's a critical part of it, it's a part that people ignore. And, you know, they, they ignore it for several reasons. One is they don't like it. It is, it's not what they're good at. So people typically do what they, what they like to do and what they're good at doing. So if that's something that is a burden, they can, they may can ignore it for a period of time, but, but eventually when they want to sell that business is when it all comes to light. If they've, if they've done things the right way, they can have that transition smoothly and they can maximize the value of, of the sale proposition. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important, and I know you've seen this, and I've seen this countless times. If if you have an educated buyer and seller that understand the approximate value of that business, things go a lot smoother, things don't get heated or people's feelings don't get hurt. It's because, you know, it's difficult for that business owner that's selling. Most of the times that's a very personal asset. That's a, that's part of them that they're looking at selling. And if, if you've got on the other side of the fence, some, somebody that wants to get it as cheap as they can. And a lot of times if they come in underpriced on what the value the perceived value to the seller is, they get offended by that. And it's good that the, if it's good if, if the seller has a healthy understanding of what the value is, likewise, they're more confident and not to be personally offended if the buyer has a different perspective on that value. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's uh, you know, right now especially, I think the when you go through those big decisions, like you had mentioned, there's a lot of movement or or there's a lot of buzz about people buying or selling, uh, particularly for the sellers right now. I think it. I think people should be very cautious not to be making an emotional decision. You know, we've just gone through the this shutdown with COVID, and many businesses out there were really harmed by it, and and their their economics were suffered from that so you don't want to see businesses that make a long-term decision in a very in an emotional state and they they make it based on the factors around them in the last 90 days instead of let's look at the next 10 years
Yeah. Yeah, let's definitely talk about the family transfer as well as to uh, someone inside the business. So you got an internal transfer of ownership, and then you're looking at just the external, the arm's length to a to a third party that's not already in inside the business. Wow. That is true, and, and uh, Publix, shout out to Publix, they're a Florida-based company, so uh, never that's never a bad thing. That's always a good thing. So, John, anything else we want to hit in the show? All right, good deal. So uh, with that, everybody hold on just a minute. We're going to hear a little bit of music, and what we're going to do then is John, J-O-N, in the, in the sound booth, in the, in the studio, he's going to play a little intro music that we use for the startup of the radio show so everybody stay tuned and what we'll do is if we don't get everything covered during the next 26 27 minutes we'll carry that over and we'll do a post show and uh that that information will all be there available it's on the podcast you're listening to it now so stick around for the whole show youtube is on that as well so uh answers that count on youtube uh the podcast you can find answers that count on most all of your popular podcast platforms so that being said John, play us a little bit of music, and we'll go into the show. Welcome to Answers That Count. If you own a business, you can count on us to give you the answers you need to succeed in all aspects of your business. And now, here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Thank you, thank you, and welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove, your host of Answers That Count. He said it right. We try to provide the answers that are helpful to your business, whether you're starting a business, running a business, whether you own a business. We try to provide that valuable information, those nuggets of knowledge that are going to help you make it through the tough times, help you get a leg up on your competition, help you just survive, make sure you don't step in a hole and hurt yourself. So that's what we provide. We got a lot of good shows out there. So check us on all the popular podcast channels. Look for answers that count. We're on YouTube. Look for answers that count on YouTube. So uh, we got a website too, AnswersThatCount.com. So, welcome back. We got John Gutro in the house today. John Gotro, not Gutro. It's Gotro. Man, welcome back. He is from Baton Rouge. I love it. I love it. So listen, uh, this is. I like to say the date we're doing this recording. It is June the eighteenth, 
And it is, what time is it right now? It is 3 o'clock. So 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, so remember that if you listen to the show and there's world events that may happen between when we record the show and when you listen or watch to it, watch it. So uh, just keep that in mind. So we're doing one of those uh, multi-location shows. Once again, John is from his home studio in Miramar Beach, Florida, over there in Sandestin. He is my neighbor when I'm over in that neck of the woods. I've got an office and a house over there, too, so we're neighbors. And I'm back in Tallahassee, Florida, in the home studio there. So, John, welcome to the show. It's going to be great. Uh, in the in the intro to the show, the pre-show, we kind of set this up. And, uh, John, we'll, we'll do a little bit of background on, on you, uh, just so the, the radio audience gets a good feel for for your background and what you've done in the past and uh just spend just a a minute or two on that and and tell us uh about what you've done in the past and what got you here All right, so let's set that up because that, that that was a lot. So really, you have spent your career in the CPA world. So your specialty has been in tax work, business strategies. You've worked with the business owner. You've done some big stuff. You work for big companies. You work. You've done. Your clients have been small, big, medium. You've had a lot of industries, a lot of size. So you've got a great great background of experience to understand how businesses work, the mentality of business owners and entrepreneurs. And you know, a lot of a lot of times, the business owner, they spend. There's a lot of attention on starting a business, running a business, but there's not a lot of attention paid to the transition of ownership or the sale of that business. And unfortunately, a lot of the business owners they don't think about that or they don't look at that until it's time to sell, until some event happens later in their life, whether it's a health issue or whether they're just hey, it's time for me to, to pass this to somebody else. And that's when they start looking at it and considering a, a planning, a planning opportunity. Is that what you've seen? Wow. So that is that that's worth repeating. So entrepreneur their total personal value of, of their financial value, 80% of that total is tied up in their business. Wow. As an average, but that's 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 a that's an important statistic. So what that does is that really that really hand, puts the ties closely the personal planning the the retirement planning of the individual with to make sure that you've got the right plan to sell that business too because 
one is so tied to the other and one influences the other so dramatically. Yeah, that is, um, you know, that's an important role, and and there's a, a lot of the advisors, the I've heard the wealth advisors use the same term. Uh, the CPA, on occasion, they'll use that same term and that, that same objective that they want to quarterback the solution. I think the bottom line, the most important thing to happen is that there is a, there's a person, there's a professional part that's part of your team that is, that is including all of the members of that team to have the right plan that that is customized to, to what makes sense for you personally and your businesses. Yeah. Yeah, the plant that planning is uh that's an important part. So what is the what's the suggestion on the time frame uh to begin it's probably you can't begin too early, but what is what's typically ideal for to begin that planning pro- process? Right. Yeah, I I think the um, this it, we've done some shows in the past on uh, businesses that have gone through crisis like we're in right now. So you, we've got the the recessions that have happened in the past. You had the the World Trade Center bombings in '01. You had the market crash in '08. So that was a recession after that. And now we've got the COVID situation. So it, it it's very healthy and it's and it's really necessary for the successful business to have their finger on the pulse should should they continue you know should it does it make sense for them to how do they adapt or maybe their 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 change is maybe they need to make the decision to close i mean that that's harsh and that that's a that's a painful process to go through but that a lot of times that's the right decision in the in the environment that they're in Yeah. But you do 
Right. Let's go through if if we can. This this will probably help the, uh, the the listener out there and those that are watching this. What are the steps? You know, in every every endeavor, there should be a plan, and then there's an execution of that plan. No matter what that is, if that's if that's war, if that's business, whatever that is, there there's a plan, and then there's the execution of the plan. So what what are the the big steps in that plan? Okay. Right. All right, so the first the first step in that plan is to commit to the plan, to do the plan. Second step is to gather the professionals. That That's the team that you had mentioned before what, to determine, okay, what is this person? What And that includes the the, per, the owners as well. What does he need uh, to, to maintain his lifestyle? What, what does his lifestyle look like after he sells that? Can he get enough money from the business to able enable him to live that lifestyle? And then you do it. Then the third step of that, so you got plant – make the commitment to plan, determine what's needed after the sale, and then the third is to compare his business earnings history to see if they can achieve that amount of money so that he can live that lifestyle with the money. If not, then the fourth step is we're either going to strategize to get the business more in tune or let's see if we can sell it to achieve that goal. Where they're at, and try to keep the priorities moving and the things in 
Yeah, you had mentioned one thing that is I want to I want to circle back on uh, and tie the tie two of the pieces together. You said a lot of the business owners they will they will run their business or they'll they'll have costs in their business that are really personal costs or their lifestyle kind of gets merged into the cost of the business. So not not that we're going to have a judgment on tax deductibility or anything like that. So this is more about once we have, maybe we make the decision, we need to strategize and we need to tune up the business to maximize the the multiple of our sale. So we get more upon the sale. So if you do that, part of that strategy may be, let's, let's move those personal, those costs that may be personal in nature or discretionary in nature out of the business so that our EBITDA goes up. So if we get a higher multiple on a high, based on our EBITDA, then let's do what we can to get that EBITDA up. That's kind of a combination of more sales and better cost management, all to drive that EBITDA up. Good. So let's let's jump over. Let's change gears just a little bit. So let's look at the statistically. You've probably got the statistics on this. Uh, I know you had mentioned eighty percent uh, before, and that was. Is there how many business owners don't have a plan for this exit? Wow, that that's a that's an incredible percentage, but that doesn't really surprise me that it's that high. And um, what what is the are there statistics on the how the sale takes place? Does it take place? What's the percentage that it's sold to um, a relative for one? And number two, I would think the next top high, highest percentage would be to an employee or somebody that's associated with the business inside the business. Wow. Right. 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 
Wow. Yeah, because yeah, that you know that's a very tough decision because there's a lot on the line if you if you if you pass that along to your children, then you could really there's a lot at risk there both both to the the original owner as well as the the heirs and the children that get that you know there there's a it's a double edged sword there that that could really be hurtful so. A lot of times, the, the 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 safest route is to sell that and to get the cash, and then once you have that that value established and the sale price established, then that that secures at least both the the owner as well as the children. They know what's in the, the what's what has been sold for. They say they know what's in the estate, so therefore that most likely, unless the the parents just are uh, spending a lot of money, they're going to have some to pass down to the children. Right. Yeah, that is uh, that that is so true. Now, the uh, typically what you see on the on the sales side is those sales are asset sales and they're not buying the the company themselves. And that, you know, there's different tax implications in that, but more importantly, there's different liability risk associated with that. So that's typically why businesses are sold. They sell the assets and they don't sell the shell of that company along with it. Yeah, and it's usually this isn't always true because there's always special circumstances, but most generally the seller wants to do a stock sale. They want to sell the business because they get capital gains on all of that, whereas the 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 buyer, they never want to buy the the business or the entity because along comes with that is what's ever in the closet and all the liability risk and it's not as advantageous on the tax side either. That's kind of a yeah. Yeah. So let's so we talked about one of the potential um buyers of the business or sellers who the who the who the business owner is going to sell it to is to a family member. The next would be to employees and you mentioned ESOP. So that you normally see that in larger companies and not not smaller companies and small and large is, is all Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that work, and that that keeps the the owner, the original owner, engaged. So they're they're serving at some type of mentor position or kind of head of the state for for a period of time until the new employee owners have a full gri- grasp of what what it is to run that business. That's correct. Yeah. So, um, John, we're near in the end of the show, and I know we got a lot more to talk about. So we've talked about the uh, the owners from the to the selling to the relatives to inside the employees inside the business and then we've got the external or the mergers and the acquisitions what is the extent i know you had mentioned the other professionals that are involved the wealth manager so you know there's a lot there's a lot to the actual documentation of of uh, planning for that and and if it's if it's an employee inside the company that that normally is going to uh, provide some there'll be other investment tools involved to create the cash to uh, be able to fund that purchase. Are you involved in that, or do you just kind of provide the skeleton and make sure that the wealth advisors are are providing that detail? Good. Right, and even if you don't do an ESOP, if it's an employee that that's been identified and they 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 understand that they're the the heir apparent and they're going to buy that that stock or that ownership from the existing owner, then a lot of times there's uh you can set up uh, vehicles like life insurance inside the company that is funded, um, and then that cash in that is used used to buy out the the owner. So there's a lot of investment tools, that, right. Exactly. Yeah, you got to make it a affordable, uh, but you still have to make sure that the that the selling owner gets the pro- proper value out of that. So there's a there's a win win on both sides. It's got to be affordable and a and a process and to enable that buyer to be able to fund the the purchase of the stock as well as it's got to be at the right price so that the the selling the selling guy gets the proper value out of that upon his exit. Well, John, what else do we need to touch on before the end of the show? So the the key is the owners need to commit to the plan, planning their exit as soon as possible. It's never too early to do that. Evaluate that plan on an annual basis to see if they're on target to creating the the value inside the business that they need to in order to enable them to get the value when they exit and have the lifestyle that they want to live. And then if you're doing a, a true up or a strategy, make sure that you're on target for that on an annual basis and to involve all of the professionals of a business. You've got the wealth manager, you've got the tax CPA, the audit CPA, uh, the insurance people, 
And then you got John Gotro of the Exit Strategy Planning Expert. Yep. I love it. That's a good note to end with is your CPA is equivalent to the priest. So let's leave it at that. You have been listening to and watching Answers That Count. I am your host, Charles Musgrove. You've had John Gotro from Destin, Florida, right here on our show today. Thank you for joining. Check us out next week. Look for us on all the podcast platforms. We're out there. YouTube, Answers That Count, AnswersThatCount.com. Have a great day. Have a blessed week. Peace. Answers That Count is brought to you by The Bean Team. For all your business accounting needs, visit beanteam.com for more info. You can listen to more episodes of Answers That Count on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Or visit AnswersThatCount.com.